0: All right. Well, uh, once again, good evening, everyone. For those of you who have um, joined us in the last couple of minutes, um, we're so excited to have you again. Um, Abby, Abby touched a little on um, Advent season, so f- I just wanted to uh, give you a quick um, intro on what we're going to do in the next four weeks. Um, each week, we'll look at, uh, where we'll reflect on the four themes of Advent. Um, this week here is hope. Next week is love. On December thirteenth is joy, and December twentieth is peace. Um, so uh, the English word Advent uh, comes from the from the word the English word Advent from the Latin word Adventus, meaning arrival or coming. And throughout the Christian Church, Advent is a season of waiting it is also a time to remind us to slow down. I mean, each and every one of us are busy with our day-and-day lives. We go to work. We go to different places. We do many different things, and our lives are so busy. And Advent is just a reminder to us to just slow down and take it easy and, and just reflect on the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Nowhere in the New Testament, God has mandated that we celebrate Advent or Christmas or Easter. The same can be said for any other feast or festival. So in the early New Testament church, which mainly comprised of Jews and later Gentiles, the early converts were reminded of these words from Colossians. And I'm going to read that in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 16 through 17. It says, Therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink. Or with regards to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of things to come. But a substance. And that is the key to, to this verse. The substance belongs to Christ. Which is Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. And, and so we give thanks and praise this evening. That hope, hope. For hope to be realized. It must be anchored in something. Or someone. We all hope for something and we hope that we get a new job. But it's be, it, it's be our hope is anchored in that new job. Our hope is anchored in things that we put our trust in or something that we lean on as Christians, as believers in Christ. Our hope is anchored in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And that's what Colossians talk about, the substance. He is the substance. I mean, when you look at, at um, Hebrews chapter 11, we talk about faith. Faith is the substance of hope substance of thing hope for the evidence of not seen as believers Christ is that substance that we talk about it's the one that we put our hope and the one that we put our trust in the feast and festivals like I said earlier on were a shadow of what was to one who is to be ruler in Israel whose coming forth is from old from ancient days and so we we thank God for it, for that because it is Christ who came into our world as Micah prophesied. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel. And I'm going to ask Abigail to change the slide. And the microphone is seems like it's it's, it's off here. So is it working now? Okay. Um, I'm going to read a passage of scripture from from Micah itself to 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 John chapter. 1 and verse verse 5 I'm going to read 1 to 5 and then I'm going to read 9 to 15 and it's a reminder to every one of us that John declares this in his word he says in the beginning was the word the word Christ or the logos and the word was with God and the word was God not a God the word was God He was in the beginning Christ was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him the entire creation were made through him and without him was nothing or anything made that was made in him the Bible says was life it is true life that we have in Christ and life was the light of man and this light was the light of man the light shine in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And verse 9 said the true light which is Jesus Christ which gives lights to everyone was coming into the world and remember this was prophesied by Micah that he will come so coming into this world he was in the world and the Bible said that the world was made the world was made through him yet the world did not know him he came to his own his own meaning in this passage Those that were in the household of Israel, he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But I love the passage and a reminder to every one of us, but to all who did receive him, no matter whether you are a Gentile, a Hebrew, a Greek, a Farshan, no matter what it is, wherever you are tonight, the Bible says, but all who did receive him, every nation, every tongue, every tribe, who believe in his name that is the name of Jesus Christ he give them the right to become children of god and that's who we are tonight that is a reminder to us that we're not strangers anymore but we're a child of god and jesus christ brings that hope into our lives and then paul and then john continue to say who were born that is christ not every one of us sorry we're born not of blood This is a reminder to the the discussion that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Nicodemus said, should I enter into my mother's womb and be born again? Jesus looked at Nicodemus and said, no, you must be born again, not of blood, but of the Spirit of God. It is the work of the Holy Spirit that brings us into the family of God, into the kingdom of God, that gives us new light. And so tonight we praise and we give God thanks of the flesh nor of the will of man, but of God. It is God who came down to give us life. And verse 14 says, And the word, the word that was in the beginning, or the logos, and the word became flesh. Jesus Christ, leave his heavenly glory and came down to, to us. He came down to us and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father. Bible says that he is full of grace and truth. And yes, brothers and sisters, God came down to us. John 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 2,000, 3,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came. We don't look at December 25th for Jesus to come again. He has already came into this world and give his life as a ransom for us. He has already went to the cross. He's already sacrificed his life. Tonight, we celebrate what Christ has given to us, what Christ has done for us. And it's a reminder to us that as we put our hope and trust, he gives us hope, he gives us peace, he gives us love, he gives us joy. Christ came to reconcile us back to God. Reconcile us, reconcile a holy God with sin, to sinful man. And verse 12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. And that's who we are. As a reminder again, we are the child of, we are children of God. Born out of blood, not of born born out of blood, nor of the will of man, nor of flesh, but of God. It is God who work in and through our lives. And I love these words from Philippians as a reminder to us of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us. Not only did he came and to give his life, but Philippians 2 and verse 7 says, Who, though he was in the form of God, this is what God did for us, brothers and sisters. In the form of God. Did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or to to rejoice in or to take honor and praise, it says. But he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. Jesus Christ came as the suffering servant, being in the likeness of man. Yes, that's the form he took. He did not take the form of a king. He did not come... With any sort of, a, of exaltation, he was born in a, a manger, as we all know the, the Christmas story or the Bible declares. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself. Yes, God came down to our level, brothers and sisters. God came down to us and became a servant. The Bible says that's what Christ has done for us. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of that even Dead on a cross, that means he gave his life for you and me. Therefore, the Bible says that God has highly exalted him and give him a name or bestowed on him the name that is above every other name. And we rejoice tonight, as as Paul says, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And we rejoice tonight. We rejoice. I rejoice tonight because I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I trust that you will know him as your Lord and Savior as well. So the true meaning of hope tonight. It's that we see from all these passages that I've read. That Jesus Christ who was the word or the logos as John says. Who was with God came down to our level. We see the promise from Micah and uh, that was fulfilled in in the new testament and tonight we have just read the words of philippian that god choose to come down to our level so the true meaning of hope tonight is not not only that god came down to us not only to humble himself as a suffering servant not only to be obedient to death even the death on a cross but through him we might we might be saved and that's what jesus christ came to do it's to save us and to deliver us, save us from the wrath of God, so that we can be reconciled to a holy God. Amen? Mm-hmm. The true meaning of hope. And I love the passage that tonight it says, it, it, that, that the, the scripture talks about in, in, in Luke chapter chapter 1. It says, she will bear a son, that is Mary. She will bear a son and shall call his name. This is the, to the angel Gabriel, in, um, the angel Gabriel, to Mary. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And that's what Jesus, that is the hope we have, that Jesus Christ came to save us from our sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. And it says there, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning or which means God is with us. So the true meaning of hope, that Christ is our hope, we don't look to hope in anything and in anything else other than Jesus Christ. For hope, hope for us as believers, hope is a person and that person is Jesus Christ. Hope that is alive, a hope that we have that that is alive and that is not dead. Peter says in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he says, We are born again as brothers and sisters. When we come into uh, this relationship with Christ, we are born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Meaning that Christ's death alone was not enough. Christ's death alone was not enough, but he had to be raised from the dead. And the Bible says that he rose triumphantly and victoriously to give us life. Take the power over sin and death and Satan and sickness to give us a life, a new life in Christ. So that hope that I speak about tonight, I want you to reflect this week about what God has done in your life. A hope that one day, brothers and sisters, when Jesus rose from the dead, He gave us a hope that one day we will spend eternity with Him. Amen. One day we will spend eternity with him. And I think that's the word that Peter was referencing to this living hope that is not dead, but is alive. A hope that that one day we will see Jesus Christ face to face. A hope that one day he will come again to judge the living and the dead. A hope that one day he is going to prepare a place for us. He says that, that where he is, we may be also. That is the hope that we have. That is the hope we celebrate as believers today when we look at this whole, the the entire Christmas story for the next four, uh, four weeks, that is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And I trust as you go through this week, brothers and sisters, that you will take time out of your busy schedule and spend time reflecting and meditating on the hope that we have in Christ. And if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, and if you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I trust that you will surrender your life to him all this Christmas season, whether it's this week or next week, I trust that you will come to know Him. The Bible says, Whom to know is life eternal. And during this Christmas season, I trust that you will find time to share, not only to, to, to enjoy the, all the, the wonderful thing that that Christmas brings and the way we celebrate it, but I pray and trust that you will take time to share the love of Christ with friends, and family. Share the joy that you have in Christ. Share the joy that Christ brings into your life and to look for opportunities that God will open doors so that you can reach out to those that are less fortunate and share with them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and share with them what God has laid in your heart. I pray and trust that these words has been an encouragement to you i pray that it will be a blessing to you and to your family as you continue to reflect on this week hope and the next couple couple weeks we're going to look at look at uh, at peace and love and joy and i hope that these themes will help you to grow and to encourage you in your relationship with christ and so i give god praise and thanks this evening for you for everyone that joins us here tonight for this launch of uh, of this new work that God has laid in our heart, Living Hope Community Church. And I pray that you will join us each, each week as we continue to lift up the name of Jesus and to give him praise and honor and glory for what he is doing. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for your word of hope tonight. Thank you because you are that living hope. We want to give you praise and honor and glory for everyone that is watching today, by, by, wherever they are, whether they're in Guyana, whether they're in the States and across the, the Toronto, Father, or Ontario, Father. We just commit them into your hands. We pray for those that are, that, are, that, that are struggling in their walk and in their relationship, that, Lord, tonight that they can draw strength from you and, Lord God, that they can be encouraged once again, that they can they can look to you, the author and the finisher of their faith. God, that they can draw not only strength, but that their they hope can be renewed again, Father. That they will continue to lean on you, Father, as you take their hands and you guide their feet and you lead them in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. And, Lord, that they can continue to go and do, Lord, as David said, even though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort us. And so tonight, Lord, I pray for every life, every heart, that you will continue to encourage them, strengthen them, strengthen their family, and continue to bless them and keep them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.